your host, Whitney, and this is the PC Gaming Podcast from gamers like you. Joining me this week is Curls and Logan. Hey. So what a cool week it's been. Um, I played a little bit, just going to jump into games here. I've played a little bit of League of Legends. Um, I've been getting caught up in Final Fantasy XIV and Walker just released, and I'm so excited. I know nothing about it just yet, except that everybody is like, holy crap, they topped Shadowbringers, which was kind of like the big question in the community's mind was like, how are they going to be able to top this story? And so like, I'm really excited and hyped to um, play that. But I played a new game also this past week, uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Have either of you played? Negatorino. How is it? it uh, a 7? Yeah, 7 Biohazard. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't played 7 yet. I have it, I just haven't done it. Oh boy, they like get you scared. Like it, at least for me, I got scared just from the start. Like not even five minutes in, and like I'm I'm screaming and yelling and like no, I don't want to go through the door and why me? And just like every possible reason. Like I'm sorry, Mia. I think that's the white Ethan's wife's name or whatever. Like I'm sorry. Like you gone three years. Pff, I'm not walking in this house. <laughs> Fuck you. Part of my language, but yeah, that's just kind of my reaction to the whole thing. Oh, no, you got it. Yeah, like, you know what? Three years, no word. Um, At the very least, I'll send the cops. I'm not going in this spooky-ass house for you. Sorry. Love you, but nah. Um, yeah. So what did you get up to this week, Curls? Um, For me, it's mostly been just uh, streaming, streaming, and more streaming. I mean, we haven't been, haven't been on the air in, what, two weeks now? Yeah, it's been yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I kind of got back into Destiny 2. So I streamed that a couple of days. Um, I actually streamed some earlier today as well. Um, I tried my hand at Dead Cells and, and didn't suck as bad as I initially anticipated. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm very close to finishing Deathloop. Uh, I actually had, this is the most amazing story. Uh, I have a, a friend that I made from uh, Russia, she loves the game, and she hopped into my stream and was dropping me clues and hints, right? And uh, I, I kind of got stuck, and you know, in in Deathloop, you can, you know, people can invade your game and try to kill you, kind of like um, uh, a Dark Souls style, right? Well, um, I was stuck, and she was like, "Here, let me. I, I can give you a, a a friendly Juliana, and I just show you where to go." So um, we friended each other on Steam. She hopped in the game and told me exactly where I needed to, to go to get unstuck. It was the the, the best freaking game hack ever. Like nice, yeah. I, like I, I, I'm loving Twitch. Like yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, I've also done a little uh, a little bit of Lego games with the with the uh, the baby girl. She likes uh, she loves the Lego games. So she always picks DC super villains. And uh, she she kind of uh, branched out to Harry Potter a little bit. Yeah, it's been fun. Aww. Yeah, I've been uh, jumping in and watching your streams, just kind of lurking. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Ah, okay. I didn't know you were a lurky lurk. It, yeah, I'm a lurker. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 if you hop in, at least type uh, type lurk so I know that you're there and I can at least be, speak. You know what I mean? Oh, I will. I'm sorry. I just like I like to pop something on and like listen to my friends as I'm like doing things in the background. But I'll be sure to say hey. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But if I know you're there, I I, I would like to speak. So yeah. Aww. 
Yeah. What about you, Logan? I too am lurking on Curls of Streams, but sometimes I go in and I just let it run so he gets the viewer hours up. And I'm not <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I do. Like I just sit in there, I lurk so the numbers go up. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, but it, y'all got to say hi. Like y'all, y'all look my co-hosts. Like y'all, my people. <laughs> like what's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm Sorry, don't need to apologize. Just, just yeah, just say hi. 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 <laughs> Next time. Next time. All right. All right. I still feel bad. I didn't get that follow in like before you even. I was like, oh man. That's oh. next time you just unfollow then refollow. So like you get the attention on stream and then you feel special. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. What about um, you, Logan? I've been doing nothing. Nothing. It's been absolutely terrible and wonderful all at the same time. Uh, I've been like just dipping my toe back into um, StarCraft 2 uh, just every once in a while, just chilling out there. And uh, yeah, nothing uh, nothing new. Um, I'm not modded, but I uh, broke open the PS4 or 5 and threw a, another terabyte of storage in there. Mm-hmm. I downloaded um, Zero Dawn Horizon, so I'll get to that this week. I'll have to fight the boy off for that, though, because he's been uh, monopolizing my office. It's very and, uh, good. Yeah, he doesn't quite like to play in the basement, which is where I'm like, hey, you know, you go downstairs with all the spiders and bugs. Dad's going to stay up here on, a nice, on his nice OLED. Uh, but yeah, um, it's just been a couple weeks now that I've not done anything. Um, it's really been, you know, that time of the season that I've had to... Uh, focus on work and then get all the Christmas stuff on the go. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing that too. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been busy these last couple of weeks and it seems like, uh, the, the more that you, uh, the, the more that you do, the more that there is to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like adulting is highly overrated. <laughs> so. Oh. If I could, like, go back to my younger self, I'd be like, slow down, enjoy this time before you have taxes and bills. So You do that sixth year of university. You just take your time there. Mm-hmm. Just stay put. You know what? What's another 10 grand in, in, in loans? You mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's okay at that point. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've been sick here this week, too, so it's been... Not a struggle. It's just been annoying. No COVID, thankfully, but yeah. yeah. It's that time of year. Every winter, I'm like, I'm always washing my hands. It's just a medical thing, but like, I'm always washing my hands. And especially wintertime, just, uh, I can't deal with colds. They knock me on my butt. I always get one every year. I get the flu shot, and the flu is like, nah, you're still going to get it. Ooh. Speaking of, I need to get my flu shot. Right. Moving on to the news, Uncharted Legacy, I'm sorry, Legacy of Fees collection Steam listing. Oh, so so Sony's putting that on, on PC as well? Yeah. yeah I had heard that, that there was a rumor, but I didn't know it, it was actually confirmed, confirmed. It says, the following, uh, following the revelation of plans to bring Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection to PC, the Steam listing for the bundle is now online. So... It's okay. on there. Apparently, you can pre-order it. It's it's showing a 2022 release date. Oh, okay, yeah, next year. It makes sense. Don't pre-order. Don't pre-order. Don't pre-order. Why do you I say think, don't uh, pre-order? Well, because first of all, you've got 
what do you call that? Um, Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Call of Duty. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what else has been... Uh, then you've got... You know, I'm going to throw Halo under the bus because we're going to talk about this too. Now, I'll give props where props is due. Halo still managed to do a lot better than their first uh, uh, reveal showed them. But, yeah, pre-ordering? No. Don't pre-order. Wait till it releases. Vote with yeah. your dollars. Yeah, the the uh the Sony ports have been have been okay on on average. But uh I mean like for me, I already have it on damn near everything anyway, so like I don't really have a reason to buy it at this point. Unless I just wanted to play on PC. Uncharted isn't one of my games. Like if it comes out and everybody's like, Oh, this is amazing, then I'll probably pick it up on a sale. But like I'm pretty iffy in general with pre ordering like Final Fantasy fourteen. Sure, because I know that's that's had a good tracker for track record of being good. That's worth for me the pre order. Um and plus when they do early access, it feels like an early access right before the launch and not like two months of early access. So yeah. Yeah. Bard's Tale four. That has been literally early access for 14 months. There's another game. Um, I want to say it's G GTFO. It's like a survival horror game that's been in like early access for two years. GTA, the GTA remaster. That thing came out broken AF. Yeah, like that was just true. disgusting. Yeah, don't pre-order. The game will still be there when it comes out. We need to uh, start taking a stand on this kind of bullcrap. Yeah, I'm with you. So I do um, apologize for anybody watching the video or the stream. Um, I only have one monitor because I'm out here pet sitting, so I can't put the articles up on the screen. So I just have uh, everybody's lovely faces on the stream, so they get to enjoy you the whole time. <laughs> Look at those smiles. <laughs> but uh, next up, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League first gameplay trailer. Yeah, I took a look at this. So oh, okay. So, so there, I, I didn't realize they they were actually going to do a game. Hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know which came first, but it's the game is. It looks mediocre, good enough, just a, an action brawler kind, and I don't know. I'm not excited for it. I'm not not excited for it. I'll wait till it comes out, see the reviews, and then decide. Uh, it, it's rock steady, so it's the same. Uh, studio that does all the Batman games, yeah, um, and, which means that, that it's probably going to be uh, Unreal Engine based, probably four. Yeah, but you you've heard me rave about the uh, Batman uh, combat system. So yeah, yeah. The only thing, the reason I'm not getting excited, we had this discussion on uh, in our Discord, is I, I don't. It's it's just not in my nature to play the bad guy. I, I always want the heroes. So I get that in this instance, the Suicide Squad are the heroes, but, you know, I'll, I'll play the Flash, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern before I'll play uh, Shark King or Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. I, I do enjoy me some Harley Quinn, though, but I enjoy her, um, I'll call it reboot, after the new 52. So not so much all about, like, the Joker and everything. Like, I love that independent, you know, character that she's her become. That was amazing. Have you read the comics for Injustice? Not for Injustice, no. Yeah, well, she did. She did this whole spinoff on her own. Like an entire series was about her um, point of view about Injustice. Ooh, Which, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I have to definitely check that out. Yeah, I'm a pretty big Harley Quinn fangirl, depending on the era. 
Though I do enjoy oh. like the old school Batman cartoons with Harley Quinn, and that's just more of a nostalgia thing. I'm glad they did her upright. I think she really, really, really adds a lot to it. Uh, her, Ivy. Um, yeah, I really enjoy what they've done with those characters the last few years. The J. <laughs> <laughs> so Ubisoft announces Quartz, a blockchain-powered NFT cosmetic system. What? Just reading this <laughs> makes my head hurt. Uh, I'm sorry. So I got scammed in crypto years ago, but I saw it coming, and I knew what I was getting into. I was just trying to, uh, you know, make the best of a, a situation that I... So my, my scam in, in involved the entire exchange I was using just shut down one day. So I knew that the stuff I was in was shady AF, but the exchange, uh-uh. So I had moved all my crypto over on an exchange and I was just trying to withdraw literally the day before they shut it down. So I lost everything there, but I've gotten back into crypto. I still believe in its base um, functionality of an alternate uh, fiat system, you know, or an alternate system other than fiat, getting around the banking systems, not having to pay exchange fees and not having to pay transfer fees, all this bullshit. But then comes NFTs. And I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't. There's nothing redeemable out NF, about NFTs that I can defend. I'm, I don't. Maybe it's just ignorance. And if it's ignorance, great, educate me. But I just don't get it. It's a complete scam as far as like, here's a picture you can buy on the internet. And we'll mark on this blockchain that you're the only owner. But everyone else in the entire world can just do a copy pasta and have the same picture. Like, really? No. So when Ubisoft announced they're getting into this, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that is such a money grab. And quasi-related to this article, I just saw Coca-Cola announce today that they're getting into NFTs as well. But I was happy to see what happened with their announcement video. Their announcement video got absolutely bombed. Um, so we know that YouTube uh, withdrew or, or hid the actual dislike counter. Like um, numbers, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. for now, you can still use a Chrome, excuse me, a Chrome extension, and you can actually see the the counter. So you have that you have that extension. I'm curious. Yeah, uh, I usually operate a Firefox, but I got it over here on my phone. I don't know where it is off the top of my head. Okay, if you just if you can uh, just tell me the name, I can search for it. Okay, uh, uh, I gotta yeah, have that's a interesting. Come on, man. Um, okay, sorry. Let me continue. Uh, so sixteen thousand dislikes before they unlisted the video now they say that the video was supposed to be unlisted to start with and that it was only supposed to be hosted uh, over on the announcement page but mm -mm. Uh, it's called return youtube dislike turn to okay yeah i'm just gonna actually see if i can get to this video still maybe it's gone i assume it's gone no it is yeah no gone yeah i'm reading this U ubisoft delist nft announcement video at sixteen thousand dislikes but um i thought on youtube there wasn't dislikes anymore across the board the, it, the it, dislike they just took the number away is what they did but you can still see you can only see the dislike it just says dislike and, and that's it it doesn't give you a counter yeah, but there is, is this extension you can get on that will still read it from the background. Oh, okay. I didn't know about the extension because I'm like, it, I, I, I see the dislike now and like no numbers. I'm like, where are people seeing this number? <laughs> but I don't deal with any of that extra stuff. It's, it's just, it, it's disgusting. It really is. I, I feel that these NFTs 
are designed to scam uh, unwitting people. Mm-hmm. And they I are. feel I, I feel it besmirches uh, cryptocurrencies. It's silly, but you know, if people want to waste their money on intangible things that everybody can easily have on the internet, like I can just save a copy of or whatever, put it in a folder on my computer and in a way I own it just as much as the person that spends thousands of dollars on a stupid NFT. Um, you gain really nothing of any tangible value. And like, I really fear that people are going to realize it's just a hype. And within two years, it's, it's going to be money wasted. I'm honestly surprised it's lasted as long as it has. But with everyone jumping on that bandwagon now. Ugh. I think it was just, it came up during a time in the COVID and people are like, Ooh, something new. So I think it's just a result of people being kind of semi-crazy from COVID. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully it doesn't. I mean, or if it does, it does it in a way that I can easily understand the value it's supposed to be adding. I, I see no value, but maybe that's just the boomer in me. Yeah, from what I understand, it's supposed to be like a... Uh, like a, a digital asset in the same form as like owning the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it kind of, it kind of goes along with the price of crypto as well, you know? So whatever the value is of an NFT can also vary depending on the price of Ethereum, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like if Correct. you want to sell it. Yeah. yeah. So, now, I haven't fully read up on it, but that was my understanding of what it's supposed to be. I don't know. I just, I prefer to have my money like cold, hard cash in my pocket because then I know it's there. And I just don't get the whole NFT thing overall. It, but that's just get me. Get off my lawn, you yeah. darn kids. That's me. Like, I understand cryptocurrency. Like, I, I totally get that. I see the value in that. But NFTs, it's like you're just pretty much getting a screenshot that like anybody could kind of really get. I have heard like there's a few like kind of cool NFTs out there that like offer something tangible in real life, but for the most part, NFTs as a whole, it's just it, it's above my head. It's much like anything technology-wise. It's above my pay grade. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't make enough to be able to invest in NFTs. <laughs> Halo Infinite campaign released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I downloaded it. I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, uh, played it yet. I will probably play it on stream at some point. Um, yeah. I, I still have to finish Halo three and four though. So, um, I haven't decided whether I'm gonna double back and do those first. But I didn't really. I I wasn't worried about it when I played five. So it's like, man, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we we touched on this when we started. Um. They uh, they did a much better job than the first demo they had with the release. It's in a much better state, but, and this is a big but, um, I think we're at a point in gaming now where we have certain expectations that are delivered on launch day. Uh, a game like Halo, I would expect co-op mode. Mm-hmm. And that's just like the bare minimum. I'm like, really? Uh, co-op might be coming around May, probably be delayed, but other modes... Um, that as a an investor, I would demand it's there on release day. And what I'm talking about is Forge. 
right? And that is player-driven content. So when the players are creating their own maps and doing their own edits, it's it's essentially adding an infinite number of developers now, right? Because they're creating their own um, their own variations on your game. So more people will hopefully buy it and enjoy it. I mean, StarCraft was a great example of this. Like so many arcade versions. Arcade is what they call all the little sub-games that everyone's created over the years. And for them to miss out on that, I mean, the Forge isn't going to be available till maybe next, next summer. Um, so to me, that really reeks of still a very forced uh, launch. They don't even have any anti-cheat on day one of a, of a, you know, of a um, multiplayer game. How, how can you release or launch a multiplayer game and not have an anti-cheat mode? Their anti-cheat is actually, you have to take a video with the kill cam, go to a third-party website and upload your details and your video on this third-party website. That is a lot of work I'm not willing to do for them. Yeah, that is quite a bit of work. That's pretty bull, in my opinion. Like, they released pretty much an uncompleted game. They rushed what they could, and they want to get some profit off the front, and they'll wait for the rest later, and just, it's not even complete. Like, co-op mode, sure, I could could probably wait on. In lieu of COVID and everything, I'm pretty lenient, but... To sit there and make your customers do all this extra work when it's expected there's going to be an anti-cheat game for a game that is known to have a lot of cheaters is just a failure on their part. Yeah. And again, I'll say it again. Like, compared to what they first demoed, what they launched was so much better. And the game is good. The the um, way they've implemented the grappling hook, I think, works really, really well. Um, a lot of cool, slick stuff. It doesn't feel like a gimmick. And it feels very smooth with the gameplay, but there's a lot of stuff they need to they need to fix. And they and when I say they need to fix, I mean like they need to get on this now. Like for instance, like all games these days, they have achievements. Achievements get you XP, XP gets you unlocked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Except a lot of time the achievements do not relate to the gameplay. So you might be required to get a hundred no scope shots with a sniper rifle, sniper <laughs> sniper rifle. But that doesn't help you advance um, your your team play when you won't change weapons or you won't get a vehicle because all you're doing is camping in a multiplayer game trying to get headshots with your sniper just because that's what you need to do to get the next achievement. Mm-hmm. You have to get 40 um, me- melee weapon kills. Well, that when you're trying to force the action like that, it actually degrades from the organic action that's supposed to happen. And that's the best way I, I think about the um, the grappling hook. Is it, it's uh, when I say smooth, I mean it creates organic action. Like watching people snatch grenades out of the air, like that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, if that's, I had to rate, go ahead. Oh, it's, I, I just say that's interesting. Yeah, if I had to rate the game like out of ten on the first the first demo I saw, I probably would have given it a six. Now, I mean, it's it's a good seven right now. But if you had anti-cheat, if you had co-op mode, if you had um, achievements that fell in line with the flow of the gameplay, you'd be in an easy eight and a half, maybe even a nine, because it's it's that good. It is, it feels like Halo, and it's so nostalgic getting in there and doing it that it it like I said, it just feels like Halo all over again. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they're able to address it soon in a timely manner. 
So the prices of video games are starting to go up. I don't know if y'all heard, but Square Enix has announced that $70 pricing is coming to both uh, Steam and Epic Game Store with their Final Fantasy VII and I know there's one more. Forspoken? Yeah, Forspoken. It was only a matter of time. It was only yeah. a matter of time. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh... I think I think what what is going to happen though is just people are just going to wait just a little bit longer to catch it on sale. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so too. But I think for me, um, like Final Fantasy VII, like when I look or I see people play that game, that was a full and completed game, and it wasn't like you needed. I don't know if there's been DLCs released or anything like that, but they give you a full and completed package and with. Seemingly no expectations to buy anything else to go with the game. Um, so for $70, you receive a full package and you're not later on tacking on extra costs that could make it go higher. Like if you buy a $60 game, you know, and then you have all these DLCs. Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Oh, and I've played it before. Bioshock, thank you. Um, like Bioshock Infinite. So... Um, I'm kind of half and half on it, but it's one of those, like, if you're going to give me a great game and I don't have to buy a bunch of extra crap afterwards, then I, I guess it's okay. It was to be expected this was going to happen soon enough. They've already been trying to squeeze as much money from people as they can, but I feel like other game studios are going to hop on this and then have all the extra stuff you got to get with it. Yeah. Um, now, this is Canadian Monopoly monies, but when I went to purchase, God help me, 2K21, uh, for my son there a few months back, it was literally $90 up to $120, depending upon which package you bought. And I was like, oh, my God, it's just, Is this it was the, disgusting. For the basketball game? Yep. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because it's just like every other NBA game that comes out before. Like, it, yeah. it's just a copy-paste, and then you're just, uh, that's why I don't like that or Call of Duty, because it's just the same game repackaged. Yep, totally. Absolutely. Same bugs too. Oh, yeah, it, it, those, those. Uh, well, I'm not heavy into, into certain sports games anyway, but those uh, have have a certain. Okay, we're just gonna modify the roster and add ambient occlusion or something. Let's go around type of feel to it. We're gonna add lens flare to a game that's played indoors. <laughs> just uh. Maybe update the music a little bit, but I mean, that's depending if they use modern day pop songs or whatever. Yeah. Now, all that being said, I'm going to go back to my earlier statement. If they want to charge more, I'm okay with it. I mean, in, uh, inflation happens, but you better ship a finished product. Not like this Halo bullshit. Halo, you've done a really good job so far. You need to clean that shit up. Yeah. Can you see? Um, I didn't catch this, but Jerry was saying Final Fantasy VII is going to be an Epic exclusive. I thought it was listed on, going to be listed on Steam as well. If it's an Epic exclusive, then I'm definitely not going to buy it. No, it says seventy dollars on Steam and Epic Store. Oh, okay. So I don't think it doesn't make sense that they would go Epic exclusive because they've always been with Steam. So they've always launched on smart. Steam. Yeah, yeah. Not that they were smart. Yeah, I don't think Square Enix is going to do that. Because that, that's the article that I'm, I'm reading. 
So, but I guess we, we, wow, I cannot talk today. We shall see. Uh, so next up, um, for some people, I don't know if this might make them squeamish, um, but it is about Blizzard and there has been a scandal. So we're going to call one. it, yes, another scandal. We're going to call it Breast Milk Gate. So if any of that makes you squeamish and uncomfortable, I'm sorry, mute for a little bit. And this part will be over soon. Um, but yeah, employees have been saying that their breast milk has been getting stolen. And I'm like, what? Why would you touch somebody else's? Why? Yeah, that's, that's nasty. That's just wrong. It's weird on so many levels. I'm, I'm going to share um, a semi-weird story. So like when I was in the military, like you, you got to do what you got to do as, as a woman. Right. And there should be no like outside influences, but people get weird. I had a nurse who like, cause you, when you got a pump in a hospital, it's not exactly quiet. And this nurse used to make comments like he loves hearing the sounds of women pumping. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't know why you would ever say that to another coworker. You may be a civilian, but you should not be ever saying anything like that to me. And he went more into detail, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. But like, why? And so this just like somebody stealing somebody's baby milk is just uh. like, you know, just in general, I can you understand. I don't agree with it, but I understand shit gets stolen from the lunchroom all the time. But when it's literally baggies of breast milk, that's messed up. And I mean, that to me is instantaneously, you've got a problem with your HR department if that's happening. It's not like they're, because they're put in bags that you, like, you can't mix it up with anything else. You can tell what that milk is for. So I don't know how that could ever be confused or mixed up or, you know, if it was there in the fridge just sitting there, why you would even touch it? You just leave it. Don't don't touch it. Yeah, totally. Curlin's over here, just like baffled. Yeah, because uh, like 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 Logan just said, I've heard of people, you know, snagging somebody someone else's lunch out of the the, the common area fridge. But this is this is new. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard of this before. I've never heard of such a and thing it, before. It, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, what what can you what what can you say? You say. I guess Blizzard's going to be Blizzard because not only has a uh, Blizzard, I guess, allowed that, um, but they've been trying to union bust. So that's also wonderful news coming out of Blizzard. I'm shocked again. It's Oof. it's. Um, and I, I kind of find it a little humorous that this comes off like just the, just not too long ago, John Oliver put out a good video on union busting, and I highly recommend it for people to watch because it gives you like really good insight um, into why companies do this and how. Um, but to just blatantly just, um, I'm trying to pull up the exact quotes, but it's just absolutely baffling why they would sit there and tell them to consider the consequences when they're trying to fight to have decent hours and not work all the overtime that they are and do work, um, but to receive decent and equal pay. And he's, um, oh, who was the, the gentleman that put out this note? Oh, I'm trying to figure out how to say his name, his last name. Budalo, Brian. Lateo. 
Bellatio, um, who was a former Trump administration official, which I, I guess it doesn't really surprise me that he's doing this, um, sent out a letter to 9,500 employees on Friday, you know, telling them to really consider their choices and that they've already made strides, but they haven't really enforced any differences or changes within their company. It's it's messed up. Um, it, it's just... I, I don't get... With all of these troubles that they've got literally on their doorstep, like, why? And I'm not a huge proponent of... Uh, of unions, I think mainly because they're indicative of incredibly um, more, incredibly more uh, of a lot worse issues. If you've got a union, that means there is a whole hell of a lot worse issues there. Um, but yeah, it's just. Ugh. But I can see where a union would be very beneficial within the gaming industry. And if this goes through, this mm -hmm. is going to spark huge change to ripple across the industry. Um, I feel like there are certain industries that unions can be very beneficial for. Um, and I'm not against unions, especially if you're being overworked and all these long hours and you don't receive equal pay for the work that you do. But to sit exactly. there and say, we respect your choice to unionize, but, to, but you need to consider the consequences, that kind of comes off a little bit like a threat. Well, well... As someone that's part of a union and have dealt with the union when you're trying to get things done, I could understand both sides of that statement. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, getting union approval can absolutely tank your 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 deadline or uh, your 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 project progress, especially if they have an axe to grind just because. So I, I I can see both sides. I can see both sides. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I've I've had one or two projects at at work that you know were held up for you know five six months just because they wouldn't just say yeah that's fine. Mm. Yeah yeah just like I said I can see both sides. Now it, it, it is great for the employees to make sure that they're being treated consistently. You know I wouldn't necessarily say fairly but consistently. Then again, it's usually fair because of the, the negotiation part, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, uh, like you said, if they unionize, then it's probably going to ripple through the rest of the game industry, and we'll see how that how that plays out as well. But I feel like if you can have a union and you can have a good relationship between the company as well, then there can be some really good harmony there. And it can it can be beneficial to both sides. But yeah, I do see your point where there is the downside to unions that can hold up work and that's can you know, that can be Yeah. Sucky for yeah. you that just wants to do the work. Yeah, um it, it, when either side abuses their authority is is where you get into the okay, this is not what this is intended for and it sucks you know um because if you have a straight management structure like this they can literally damn near do whatever and if you want to eat because you need money to pay your bills and stuff you kind of have to deal with it you know mm -hmm. and, and and you know this unions can typically be a first line of defense for cutting out some of the, the silly shit yeah. Um, but like I was saying, on, on the flip side, they can be like, eh, you guys can wait for this decision just just because 
And you're like, come on, dude. We, we, we just need you to say, yes, it's fine to move this mouse pointer over here so we can finish this website. Like, <laughs> like come on. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous to me. And I feel like if it's up to the employees, like, yes, this is fine. Let's do this. Then the employee should be able to do it. And it shouldn't also be at the union like, no, no, you can't because you need our approval. Like, yeah, I do see that point seen wilder things happen oh, i don't so, doubt it i'm just i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> so, i don't doubt it yeah. judging by the look on your face <laughs> yeah you kind of like they did what <laughs> <laughs> so in some sad news i guess for some people cowboy bebop was canceled after one season netflix joint yep the netflix live action cowboy bebop was um was canceled and like I started watching Cowboy Bebop and to be honest, I enjoyed it. Like I think people just hold too high expectations. We don't live in an anime. Nothing is gonna transfer over 100%. I thought all of the actors did their job great. I thought, I even went back and watched a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. I thought it felt like a live action Cowboy Bebop. I thought it transferred over very well. And I just think the community just has this sort of a nature hate to just hate something that's live action that isn't 100% what they expected, as opposed to going into something with an open mind. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> what can you say? Live actions are just yes. hard to pull off in general. It's very rare that you, you find, like, good live action stuff. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if like the special effects budget may have overcome what they were willing to spend or something. I thought the effects were good. Like I thought the scenery was good. The costumes were good. You felt immersed in the world. Like I can't really ask for much more than that. I thought the act, like the actors played their characters very well. Yeah. Like I enjoyed it. it. I was paying attention to it. So, I mean, if you can keep my ADHD attention locked on something, then I mean, you're doing something kind of right there. So that's just a little disappointing. So I'm I'm hoping maybe down the road that will be reconsidered. Yeah. We shall see. The last bit of news, The Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine 5 experience hit PS5 today. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. Um I I I saw it and I didn't uh understand exactly what it was. But uh Phenomenal Rebel, a guy I met on Twitch, he was actually just running through it right before the cast and, you know, briefly discussing how he, he remembered uh, back in like the late nineties, how they was like, yo, eventually we're going to be able to render things in, in real, you know, tour story in real time, stuff like that. And he, he, he was uh, playing through it and, and it was, it was looking pretty good. He was like, I think we're getting closer. So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to, to uh, fire this up. Um, on the PlayStation and see what it, you know, check it out and see what it looks like. But it, it, it's it's mostly just an Unreal Engine 5 uh, uh, demo, kind of like, uh, you know, for the new consoles, kind of like what they did with that other one for, for PlayStation 5 during, uh, what was it, E3 this year? Yeah. Yeah. What it looks like they're really kind of showcasing is the photorealism in the world and looking at the screenshots and even like um, uh, Trinity and Neo's face, Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, um, and Carrie and Moss, like, it looks 
really real. Like yeah. the unca- uncanny valley is almost like vanished. You see, I see it a little bit in Keanu Reeves, but even still, I'm looking and I'm like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait, is that real or is that digital? But then yeah. you look at the background photos and everything, and it, it looks really photorealistic. So I hope they hold up on that promise. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I, I'm very, very interested to see uh, what uh, Unreal Engine 5 is capable of going forward. Um, I just wish they'll close this store and leave and, and leave us alone. But yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the news. Um, the weekly topic is we had uh, gaming awards. I'm trying to remember which it was. Not the streaming. Jeff. Uh, Keeley's, Keeley's, Knightley's. How do you pronounce his last name? Keeley. Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, his gaming awards. It's it is what it is, right? Like I I, I find the I find them biased, but they're it's still popularity fun. Com- contest, more or less. Yeah. The yeah. fact that uh, for, uh, Forza Horizon Five didn't win, I think. Uh, well, the, the fact that Deathloop didn't win Game of the Year, it, I, it already knew it was a sham. <laughs> I've never even heard of it takes two. Me either. I've heard of it. I thought it was just some sort of little like I, I heard it it was good reviews, very well um reviewed, but not near the hype that uh Forza Five or Deathloop got. I mean, I remember when Deathloop came out, all the reviewers were like, Holy shit, this is nothing like the trailer. And that was the headline, like five or six different places. Like, watch the trailer and you're gonna play a different game. Definitely. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I'm just saying. I'm scrolling through the categories here. Uh, Deathloop won best game direction, or maybe I should just kind of scroll through these a little bit and just announce it. Best narrative went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, um, I haven't played it, so I can't really have an opinion on it. But Deathloop lost to that one. Yeah. Um, best art direction, Deathloop. Um, now that one, the art direction is good, but it's also kind of uh, what they call it. Uh, I, I get a lot of uh, dishonored in it. Um, personally, I thought that that King of Bridges Spirits would have won that one because it is it is very much Toy Story ish. Mm. Yeah, it does and, look and very pretty. Yeah, when I was watching, I was like, "Damn, that's real time." You know, that that this but that was my first thought. So. Um, see, I best score in music went to Near Replicant. Um, I I I gotta agree with that because if Marvin Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy had won, then I I would just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I haven't no. I haven't listened to that one, but I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. Oh, it's it's amazing. I don't even have to say it. You you should know it's the same art director for Mirror Automata. I mean, it's the same art yeah. uh, music director that's been working with Yogo Taro for years. So it's fucking King amazing. Yeah. Uh, best audio design, Horizon what Five. Is, what does that even mean? Like what? I, it just sounds like such a crap. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, which is different than the music score. Yeah. Like, Maybe it's like the sound of like the vehicles, like it's everything outside the music. So it's like you know how when they add the extra sounds to the movies and whatnot. Maybe that's what they're going for. Could be. That that's My what point, I think. I would think that you would have, I don't know, and I'm I'm totally jaded. 
But if I look and I see the same, let's say the same 20, the same 20 games time and time again in different categories, like it, to me, that's just, that sounds, that's so weird. So you're telling me that the audio design in these games, I, I can't even, I, I can't even, it's just a crock. Well, it's like they have a category for that in the Oscar. For uh, so that's like, part of the, like it's like the Oscars. The Oscars suck too. Oscars I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I I'm trying to I guess play devil's advocate a little bit here and try and see why they have that category. Um, uh, yeah, my, my impression is that uh, <clears throat> it could just be me, and maybe there wasn't a lot of games that I was interested in, but there weren't a lot of games that. Uh, would kind of fit these bills. It seemed like it was a lot of early access type of stuff uh, dropping this year. Um, And I don't know whether that's like uh, COVID delay related, but um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it is. I I think it's because of COVID. Studios are hurting for money, like cash. So they're trying to release what they have. Like, I, I think they're just trying to squeeze what they can. And but I also think at the same time, this whole early access thing has been like a trend that's been going on for a while. And they call it a beta or they call it what they want to call it. But it's it's not really early access if like anybody can buy it at any time and join in sort of. I, I don't know, I guess. They try to call it something to hype it up and it's not really what yeah. it is. Uh, best performance went to Maggie Robertson as Lady D. All right, well, I'm a simp for it. <laughs> she, shoot, Lady D swept the internet, and we needed Lady D when she came. Um, games for impact. I'm not okay. So this category is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message, and that went to Life is Strange: True Colors. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what those other ones are, so uh, I, I can live with that. Yeah, I, I played uh, Life is Strange, the first one, and I thought it was a very good game. It's a game I do need to go back and play the other ones. Um, but the first one was really good, and I'm happy to see that series has been continuing. Best ongoing with the Final Fantasy XIV. I'm all for it because Apex Legends, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone, just meh, no. I See, I mean, like, I can't because look at that category. Are you kidding me? But I see, well, it's saying like best ongoing and Final Fantasy has raised the bar every single time. But I think no other company is doing what uh, Yoshi P and his team has been doing for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I, I've, no. been, I've been hearing nothing but raves for for XIV. Uh, for so oh. I get it. Oh, yeah. And, and Walker, everybody is losing their minds. And it's like, it's such a good community. Like nobody is giving the spoilers. I can sit there and ask my friends, tell me spoilers. And they're like, no, because you need to experience like because because I want my Emmett Sulk to come back. Anybody that knows me knows I love my Emmett Sulk, and he's gonna come back. I know it in my heart. So and they're like, no, um, they they won't spoil any single thing about the game for me. Uh... I, hold on one second. I'm gonna back up my statement a little bit because I think in this category, I think Fortnite wrecks it, like kills it, just, just beast mode. Fortnite had not only uh, multiple online concerts, but uh, their business um, partnerships that they've come out with have been amazing, right? DC, Marvel, all of this stuff. Uh, and they've changed their mo- ga- uh, mode play, uh, game 
play modes as well over the course of different seasons, which I thought was really interesting. But I still think that it's still it's still rides at a stagnant line. It doesn't really create much of the story. Sure, they have the concerts and those are cool. Those are amazing. Um, but to me, it's just hype. Like you're still going to play, like get into Fortnite and it, it, every game is the same as the last pretty much. The only difference is whether you win or lose. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the times in a lobby full of 100 people, you're going to lose. I, 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 I understand that the differences that you guys are, are talking about. Um, like, uh, Fortnite isn't my thing, but they do, they, they have changed it up. Now, as far as like the integration, you know, they can pay any company and get a license. You know, I, I get that part. Um, the, 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 uh, the appreciation for what they're doing with the store on the story side of the house for, um, for Final Fantasy for people that don't follow or aren't playing it. You know, it, it, it typically flies over their head. So I can see where both of you guys are talking about. But nobody is bombarding the internet with how amazing Fortnite is. Or when there's a concert, you know, an Ariana Grande concert, nobody is bombarding, like, Twitter the way, like, people are talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, I think that might be a bit of cognitive bias happening there. Mm, I, I mean, I follow... Huh? I was going to say, I can say this. Um... The, the Fortnite streamers that I follow versus the, uh, or I, would, I guess I should say this, the streamers that play Fortnite versus the streamers that play Final Fantasy, uh, the Final Fantasy force folks are way more hype, uh, uh, way more hype about that expansion than, you know, whatever additions or whatever that uh, the Fortnite folks have been doing. So. All right, I'll, I'll get on board with that. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best indie game went to Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I hope I said that right. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Um, this is a stupid category. Best mobile game. Genshin Impact. I just... Yeah. Makes sense. Because you can play Genshin on anything, and Fantasian is, a, is an Apple-only thing. I, I think that that would have been the, the, second, the second pick. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... League of Legends, Wild Rift, like, I, I don't even think I would really kind of throw it in this category because it's just a copycat of League of Legends. Um, best community support, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, innovation in accessibility for Forza Horizon 5. Yeah, that I agree with as well. I love these sponsored categories. Just, oh, man. <laughs> Um, best VR, AR, Resident Evil 4. I'm going to try and go through these quickly, except for some of these. Best action game, Returnal. I haven't played it. and knew Returnal nothing about is, it. is uh, which category was that? Best action game. Uh, I, yeah, I can kind of see it, but I, I would give it to Deathloop. But I, I am biased because Returnal trolled the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> is it scary? It is. Uh, um, Return of, it, it's spooky, not really scary. It's spooky and um, scary are the same with me. Oh, okay. But it, it, it's a, a roguelike. It's, oh. it's a, a, a unforgiving roguelike. And, and like when it first launched, the, the only way you couldn't save your progress. And uh, when asked, the dev said, just put your PS5 in rest mode. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If the game got patched, it will shut down the game and you would lose your progress. 
<laughs> so, oh, that... now, they, they eventually fixed that, but I think that was like six to nine months later. I think it's been about six months later. Yeah. So um, that shouldn't yeah. have taken six months to fix because you shouldn't expect your people to like run their hardware in sleep mode and just kind of play like have your game dedicated on their console. That's just a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's like it's like can you at least give us a safe state or something to where we can literally just stop where we are, you know what I mean? Exit the game and and yeah. Yeah. So if you had a power outage or a brownout, you were screwed. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I, I would cry honestly. Like it, it, it would happen a couple times to me, and I'd never touch the game again, even after they patched it. I'd be like, "I'm done. You just spoiled the game. Like soured it for me." That's more or less what happened with me. I haven't been back because it's so it's it's difficult for no reason. And I, I get that it's one of those mastery type games, but for me, it was worse than Dark Souls in, in some regard. Um, like when you when you do get into the groove of combat, it can be fun, but they also, like I said, it, it, it'll troll you. You know what I mean? Like you get hit from behind and be like, where the hell he come from? I just killed everything <laughs> behind me, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that would spook me where like if I move through a room and I'm expecting nothing behind me and there should be nothing behind me and something automatically pops up behind me, I'm just like, what What the heck? Why do you yeah. do this game? Because mm -hmm. I'm already like a bundle of anxiety in those types of games. Like, oh, I was playing Resident Evil 7 and like my hands were just so sweaty. I was so scared. <laughs> I couldn't grip my controller. Um, best action adventure went to Metroid Dread. I can see that. I, I haven't heard that the best things about it, but I can see it. Best role playing game went to Tales of Arise. I'm I'm sad that I I'm sad that I see Cyberpunk 2077 here and I don't see Near Replicant because Cyberpunk was just a complete flop. I don't know how it's getting nominated for anything. I still haven't played it. Oh, speaking of, um, hold on, just a side note, funny side note. So I watched a video on YouTube and apparently Keanu Reeves is totally down for the people that mod Cyberpunk 2077 to have sex with his character. Oh, yeah, but not um, Trinity. Nope. Yeah, not Trinity. She's like, nope, leave me out of this. But Keanu Reeves seems to be fully on board with that, and I find that pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Best fighting game went to Guilty Gear Strive. Never heard of it. I haven't either. Me either. Uh, best family went to it's, It Takes Two. Uh, best sim strategy, Age of Empires. Best sports racing, Forza Horizon 5. I saw that coming. Best multiplayer, It Takes Two. Uh, creator, content creator of the year, Dream. Okay, maybe the rest of these categories I don't care about. Uh, best debut indie, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Makes sense. Most anticipated game, Elden Ring. I'm surprised Forbidden West didn't didn't win. Mm, I could have gone. But, I, I'm not. Uh, Elden Ring has been uber hype. God of War. You know that, that's a tough category, but yeah, they need a category of games we hope that don't really suck when they're launched, <laughs> or games that met our expectations at launch. Oh my God! Yes, there you go. Games that didn't suck at launch. Yeah. They need to. They need the raspberries. You know what the raspberries are? Yeah, for uh, but for the games, not for the movies, yeah. but for gaming. Yeah, they need to do that. 
All right, the rest of these categories are like esports and stuff. And mm. yeah. so yeah, that was the big, big award show. Mm. Some of it I agree with. Some of it I'm like, eh, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Gamer's game of the year was Metroid Dread. I feel like Metroid would have been a good game. Metroid games are usually pretty good. I was just saying, I nearly actually bought a Switch just for that game. Uh, um, if they had if they had upgraded the Switch instead of dropping that OLED thing, I would have bought one to play Metroid. Right on the nose, right there. Yeah. So on to what are we streaming? You want to go first, Curls? Yeah, I'm just streaming a bunch of games on Twitch. That's that's all I've watched. I'm I'm so behind on the Expanse. Um, I'm behind on uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to catch up, but yeah. Speaking of, everybody go check Curls out on Twitch. Um, what about you, Logan? I've been streaming everything. Uh, so I'm making my way through TNG Star Trek The Next Generation uh, while I'm on the treadmill. And thankfully that gets better after season one. Uh, so I'm getting through that. Uh, the Bad Batch, which is uh, Star Wars animated Clone Wars spinoff, uh, which is good enough. Um, I, I'm not really invested in that. It's one of the ones that I'm just making it through just to see if I, I've missed anything really good. Uh, rewatching Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, just a little cartoon show. White Collar with the family. I rewatched Jupiter's Legacy and I'm annoyed again because they didn't uh, renew that show and I really think it was heading in the right direction. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it a lot on uh, the second watch through. And I watched He-Man he Revelations Part 2. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the internet furor, furor over this, but I liked Part 1. I thought it was good enough, but man, did Part 2 suck. Holy, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was like, why would you do that? Why? It is, it's so bad for, for uh, the, the 2021, right? I mean, there's certain things you can and can't do now. And I think one of the things that stood out is part one, I, people were pissed because it was all about Tila and Eva Lynn and Tila's girlfriend and is it a girlfriend? And, you know, it seems too woke. And it was very reminiscent of the final scene in Avengers Endgame where all of a sudden it's all the girls together battling out and that to me i found very forced versus uh infinity um infinity war where it was happened to be um scarlet witch black widow and i forget her other name um the uh wakandan warrior anyways i forget the general's name uh where they just happened to be fighting together and that to me was so much better because it was so much more organic anyways so in in part two evelyn uh i'm gonna spoil this so this is your, your chance right now. Evelyn uh, gets in the way or, or gets in the middle of shit and suddenly she gets all the power. So she turns into her version of He-Man and they make her absolutely buff as fuck. Like huge buff. And I, to me, I'm like, yeah, that's, I think that's just bad. It's a total bad message right there, uh, especially about body image. They could have left her the same because she's a magician and a magic user and a sorceress and just made her power go up exponentially rather than physically say, oh, we're going to make you better physically. I think to me that was, I was sort of sickened at that point. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's my stick point where I'm like, no, that's, that's some grade A bullshit. That's some really bad, bad decisions were made right at that point. A lot of the other stuff was bad and horrible and shit. But for me, it was that point that I'm like, are you, no, 
Like, fuck off with that. Now you reached your cap. You're like, I just, I can't. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to go back to Infinity War. I mean, that scene organically was just the best because it didn't feel pushed. It didn't feel like a narrative. It didn't feel political. Um, Endgame, yeah, it felt pushed because it felt constructed because it didn't feel like it organically happened because you're looking at the number of uh, pieces in play on that battlefield you have and to suddenly say, okay, well, 15 of them and all of my girls are all happen to be at the same area at the same time doing the same thing to do. No, they, they needed it smaller and yeah, more believable anyways. And so, yeah, man, I, I feel, I honestly, I like Kevin Smith. Um, I think he's got a lot of good ideas to me. Unfortunately, this wasn't one of them. This was a swing, a huge swing and a miss. Part one, I feel was, it was okay. It was good enough, but part two, man, that needs to not exist. Just, you need that thing from Men in Black. You just wipe oh, your memory. Yeah, that was a, a waste of my time. Um, and I watched Hawkeye. Like it? Yes. Uh, it's getting better. Um, I Honestly, I did not feel I would like it at all. Uh, I'm not a Hawkeye fan. But they did it so well. Uh, the character development and the character development, both his writing and his development, I feel was exceptional. Very, very, very exceptional. It's just, yeah. I have to check it out then because I've been waiting till I heard what you got, what you guys thought of it. Um, because like I watched the preview and everything and it just, it seemed kind of cookie cutter to me, mm-hmm. like the, the preview of it. And so I was like, oh, I'll just wait on this. Like I'm not going to waste my time waiting week to week to watch that. I think it's all out now. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. no we watched... Uh, I think it was episode four. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're still waiting on more. Um, it, it does suffer from sometimes trying to be too comic book-ish. Mm. Uh, and so you're getting the whole suspension of disbelief. and But there's a lot of redeeming factors in there that you're like, I like. I really like how they wrote it. I really like what they did. Um, some of the episodes I was sort of, eh, take or leave it. And some other episodes... Uh, I felt that right until the end. I'm like, oh, well, I can't. And now I'm I'm excited now. I'm waiting to see what they do next and how they handle certain situations. Ooh, I'll definitely have to check it out. I, I do want to slip one last piece of news in here because um, Pokey said something about this in chat, and I didn't know this, but there's a, the Expanse, a Telltale game. So Telltale is being revived. A Telltale Expanse game? Yeah. I Pokey just said in the chat, and I looked up an article on it. Hold on, I'll slip it here in Discord for you. Oh, well, I can't because I have the stream going. Um, I'll slip it in the note, show notes at the bottom. I feel silly because I'm pretty sure everybody noticed how I set up and stared at the camera. <laughs> you said what? Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it here right under uh, uh, your streaming. So you can see that. So... Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I bet you'd be surprised. I'm I'm surprised, and I'm happy to see them being revived. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that, that's that's going to be lit. That's going to be it's gonna be lit. Wow. So onto what I've uh, kind of streamed, it's it's been more, I've kind of seen things in theaters this, this past week. Um, I went and saw the Gorilla Sound Machine live from Kong concert. Amazing. I just I have to throw that in there because I love the gorilla so much. Um, it was so good, so worth the hype, worth the wait. Uh, I watched. I'm not really a big Sex in the City fan, but I watched all the older stuff and all the the movies. The movies suck, 
Um, but I, I decided I would uh, watch this new reboot. And I gotta say, from somebody that worked medical, oh, I, I can't, I don't, I, can't, I don't want to spoil it. But I don't think anybody in here really cares about this show. So, and I, I'm not one to spoil, but I'm gonna go ahead and spoil this because this has me so angry. If somebody is having a heart attack, don't stand there and stare at them. Pick up the phone and call 911. Give them their nitroglycerin pill, or better yet, learn some CPR on the side because you never know when that could be useful. So like yeah. I, I look at this scene and there's so many things wrong in this scene and what kills it for me was a blatant excuse to kill off a character without any logic behind it. And just as, as a medical person, that just that kind of infuriates me. Yeah. Like I understand there's there's a level of shock, but when you know somebody has a heart condition, somebody you love has a heart condition, you should be prepared to take care of them and or at the very least give them their nitroglycerin pill. <laughs> That's just all I'm going to say on that. Um, I watched Spencer which is a Princess Diana movie with Kristen Stewart. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought, like when I watched it, I didn't see Kristen Stewart in the role. She blended into it. There were a few parts with her speaking very posh British that was very jarring for me. And you could tell she was really trying to force it out. But overall, I thought it was a beautifully told story. There's a lot of anger. And I think people were expecting this was going to be based off of history. And this is more into a psychological dive of what was going on around her and what it could possibly feel like being in the world she was in. Um, so I, I gave it a lot of leeway with that, and I really enjoyed it. Unlike House of Gucci, where it was just jarring for me from start to finish. I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm like looking at my time, and I'm like, I can't believe this is about a three-hour movie. Like I'm happy I have I got the Regal um, Unlimited Movie Pass, so I you know I'm not really wasting much money. Um, but like I thought Lady Gaga did pretty well. Like I thought she did really well in her role. Um, but like Geraletto was in it, and he was just like a, a caricature of a fat Mar a bald Mario with terrible clothing. Um, I thought Al Pacino really blended into his role and, and did very good, but the writing was very slow. Whereas it tried to portray itself um, going off of history and the facts of what happened, it played really loose with the whole Gucci story. And, and so where it's trying to market itself on that, like I thought that was really kind of disappointing. Yeah, um, I, I, I've read that the, uh, the Gucci folks didn't really care for it, but at the same time, it's like free marketing, so they, they just kind of went with it. Well, Gucci was kind of dying in a way, and then it was until pretty much there was nobody left in Gucci that Gucci started to be revived, started yeah. its upward swing once more. And I mean, now when you have a full-blown song with nothing but Gucci in it, I mean, I think you've kind of reached your peak. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I guess it really depends on, on who, the, who the audience is supposed to be too, right? Yeah, that's true. And I think it really kind of just caters to lady gaga fans in general um i thought adam driver did really phenomenal in his role like he had really good range and i mean i'll say it that man has a smile that will kill me like i love his <laughs> smile i'm a sucker for a good smile um i thought he did great but lady Gaga, there was this one point uh she came out and the way she was dressed i don't know if you remember way back when she had that male alter ego i think his name was joe I don't think either of you know what I'm talking no, about. This is, 
brand new to me. So, so there, yeah, there was, yeah. there was a period of time where she had this male alter ego, and I think she even came out in the VMAs dressed as this alter ego. Well, she looked just like this alter ego that was back in the like mid two thousands, something like that, or like the later two thousands. So it was, it was kind of like that's all I saw. So while Lady Gaga did really well, I thought she didn't really blend into the role like Kristen Stewart did with hers. Like she didn't fully give in. And it was just still very much a Lady Gaga movie. Like this movie was made just to showcase Lady Gaga. Uh, okay, I got you. So that was it for me, the streaming. But I'm excited to say I have my Spider-Man tickets and my Matrix tickets already. So do y'all have anything else? I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. I've not watched any uh, trailers since the original tease, like a long time ago. So, getting ready and getting pumped. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he is a very good Spider-Man, and I, I'm really excited to see um, Doc Doc Ock again, like the old like the older Spider-Man Doc Ock. So that that's about as much as I know about this movie. So, and that's how I hope to keep it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Do y'all have anything else to add? No, not this week. Alright, we don't closely monitor Twitter anymore. If you want to talk about games or interact with us, join our Discord. You can find the AFK Podcast at the AFKpodcast.net. There you will find links to our Twitch stream, YouTube, and Discord. Join our Discord for more PC gaming and hardware discussion. And please do join our Discord. Um, But... From me, from Curls, and from Logan, bye. Peace. Bye.